Hello everyone and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Science. Uh, we are the RP Geeks and this is going to be episode six of our D&D actual play show, Dungeons and Dragons and Science. Um, it's oh, very, very exciting. So this is basically a show where we uh, play D&D um, in a sci-fi world with various sci-fi tweaks and skins onto the onto the D&D magics. Um, and then we sort of poke science in the holes uh, <laughs> where we can. <laughs> don't know. That was. That, I don't. I don't like these people. <laughs> these people that the I have to friends, work with. Like but who are these people? <laughs> what people? I just say no things, and everyone keeps going bonk, and I'm just like, why bonk? <laughs> what is the bonk? We really need a bonk emote for Twitch. <laughs> That sounds dangerous. Anyway, I think we should introduce ourselves. Um, I will go first while you pull yourselves together, people. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mum. <laughs> so, uh, hi, my name is Sharmini. I use she, her pronouns. Um, and in the show, my character is Tenebris, a uh, drow sorcerer um, who doesn't have that many hit points left at the moment due to shenanigans last episode. Um, Emily Bates. I am Emily Bates. Um, I use she, her pronouns. I play Infinite Sky 6000, who is a druid droid, and I have zero spell slots left. Simon. <laughs> Hello, I'm the group's tank. Uh, my name is Simon, I use he, him pronouns, and I play Uriel, who in Arliverse is a dwarf monk, uh, and is a cybernetically enhanced person, and is quite possibly going to carry this fight that we find ourselves in. Uh, at the hands of... Short, shush. It's my Me. intro, Bates. Um, yeah, I got and, introed. And that right. leaves us to the person who's got us in this fine mess, our one and only Dungeon Master. That's me. Thank you. My name's Ali. I use he, him pronouns. And I've got to be honest, I've been so looking forward to this day. I've been psyched about it for like two weeks. Sick bastard. <laughs> I, I wrote, I like prepared all of it like two weeks ago, and then I had to put it in a special file, lock it away in my computer so I wouldn't look at it and do some actual work. Anyway, so I'm super stoked about it. Right, so without further ado, get into it! Alright, roll the intro, we'll see you on the other side, everyone. So. Where were we? Don't Our give us that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> nice, aggressive from the outset. What I like. <laughs> so, we had weeks our to three misfits, Uriel, Infinity, Tenebris, had met in a mining colony called Vow 25D0 in the foothills of the McKinsey Mountains on the planet of Braxigantu. So here, the colony boss had given them a mission to stop a smuggling ring operating out of a nearby mine. So they intercepted a smuggler's message. They made their way to the mine, uh, avoiding some pretty precarious situations, and they laid a trap for the smugglers. But no one showed up. So oh, confused and increasingly cold, on the foothills of these mountains with the snow beginning to fall, our adventurers sought shelter inside the mine complex itself. There, they confronted an accomplice of the smugglers who fled. They chased her down underground, wearing uh, 
special protective face masks, which I regret. Oh, I forgot about the outfits and the masks. What do Have you do? You regret that? <laughs> Have we all got breathing equipment on, or just the...? You do all have breathing equipment oh, currently on. I got that. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm the only one who has the courage to roleplay it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a couple, but I, I don't. I can't keep it up. I can't. You chased this accomplice down on the ground into the mine passages. And there... You found an unwelcome surprise. You... As you came through a tiny, squished-up little tunnel, which was hidden by a holographic projection, you entered a small cave, illuminated by the sickly green glow of glow sticks hanging on the wall. You smell the musty earth. You see bat guano on the floor. About 20 feet in front of you, a tunnel snakes off into the darkness. On your right, a woman stands. She has plates of black metal replacing parts of her skin. She's completely bald and her head is also, half of it is plated. She has long wiry limbs and she walks gracefully, kind of like a panther or like a dancer. As she moves the plates scrape quietly against each other. She moves slowly towards you. A mane of jet black hair tumbles down behind her head and in one hand she carries a dull metallic sort of greyish looking object and in the other a diamond bladed chainsaw. The notes that I had from last time incidentally which simply said Old woman, chainsaw, young <laughs> old man, woman, steel claw. <laughs> She's not especially old looking. I mean, maybe just older. She is graceful. Okay. Um, that's the the overarching thing you can see about her. She's got this way of moving like a cat. And on your left, you see a slender young man, like almost a boy. He's got soft features, you know, yet to be fully formed. And his arm is augmented with a steel claw, but the skin around the augmentation is still like red raw from what you imagine must have been surgery. And he holds it almost gingerly. In that claw, he's holding a chunk of granite. And at that point, you all rolled initiative. So, I can tell you... Now let me just... First of all, uh, there's so many music. Can we all hear that music. Nice. <laughs> I'm scared. So, the initiative is currently. Um, actually, hold up one second. I know I was low. I don't remember what it was. The also, first up. Talking about your notes, Simon. Mine just say fuck. So, um, <laughs> at that end bit. So I'd clearly given up all hope. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. We've rolled initiative. The order of the party as they were moving through this very tight cramped cave, uh, this very tight cramped tunnel towards the cave. Tenebris, you were leading at Uriel's insistence. Infinity, <laughs> you were following behind. And at the back of the party, at the back of the line, was Uriel. Sounds about right. Now, 
we enter initiative, Uriel, you are going first. And what okay. would you like to do? Um, so we are saying that it's like a single file passageway, aren't we? So yes. I, I can't move. Um, I Presumably say, Uriel hasn't seen what I have seen. No, but well, also what Uriel, you, you have dark, Uriel, dark. How dark is the... Oh shit. Mm. We got oh, the, glow, the green. The glow sticks around the cave light up the cave essentially so it's not it's not dark um but uriel you can only see through uh, past the silhouettes of your companions you can see little bits of um glowing green light you can't see anyone in the cave you're not even really sure it's a cave but what you do hear is the rasping of a chainsaw being started up if you can see if you can see tenebris you probably hear her gasp and see her look. Now, on my character sheet, I actually do have dark vision. But that's, okay. I think, because I'm dwarf. I'm, I guess we could say that the uh, my eyes have been somewhat augmented because so much else of me has been. But okay, I just so, wasn't aware of that. Uriel, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I can't do much. I think I have to ready my, have to hold my action uh, until I'm able to do an action. What are you? What are you holding your action to do exactly? Um, so right, this is the, for the obviously for the benefit of the viewers at home. Uh, I can't hold movement, can I? It's actually just like something in my local range that I can do. Yeah, you can hold that. You could hold an action to move, but then you couldn't do something after that. You know, you couldn't attack after that. Right. Okay. Um, oh, a piece of admin, by the way. Um, before we go into the fight, the perfect time for it. <laughs> we got a health potion, uh, which yes. was the nanite health potion a little while ago, and I think we agreed that mm. I was the one who had it because nobody else had notes saying that they had it. Correct. Yeah. So, so you you have a health potion, Simon. Um. Uh, right. Well, uh, I feel like I'd hold my. The only thing that I that he'd want to do is be to get in the cave. Uh, Yuri would just want to get in the cave, so hold the action to, after everyone else has moved out of the way, run in and start swinging. Okay, you could... Yeah, that's fine. Just so you know, right, you're looking down past, you're seeing little gaps, right? It's not like the thing is completely jammed. The, the tunnel is completely jammed by your oh, party. Okay. There are some gaps, it's just, it's, it's difficult to move through. You wouldn't be able to, like, unimpeded go through. Would I have enough movement to get to the front of the group? Oh yeah, absolutely, right? So Oh okay, you know. right. Um I will snake past then and try and put myself between whatever's in front of me and uh Tenebris, because she's looking a bit cold and poorly. Okay, to do that, how how are you gonna get past them? Are you gonna force them out of the way? Are you gonna try and sort of slide around them? What are you gonna do? So I've got infinity in front, I'm gonna i I'm gonna be gent gently try and move past <laughs> and then I'm gonna force <laughs> Tenebris out of the way. <laughs> Where, where are you, like, where are you pushing? Forward? Sideways? Uh, well, uh, very gently with Infinity again. Just like, excuse me. Uh, just squeeze past. And then I'm just going to, like... How tall is Tenebris? She's short, right? Shorter than you, I expect. So can I just, like, put, get an arm over and, like, just try and, you know... An arm over? What are you doing? You know, because it's not my full width. I can get, like, an arm over the side of her, like, kind of... Oh, and you, not, roll like, either an 
Roll either an athletics no, or an acrobatics. No, I'm not like trying to go in with a bar with her. Like I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Push like, her out the way. Yuri. I'm pushing her out the way to the just... side, but I'm trying to make it as easy as possible. But right. there are people to the side. Yuri. That's why I asked. I just, are you going to roll athletics or acrobatics? Uh, acrobatics. Okay. Oh, that is a twenty-one. Yeah. So without issue, I get the arm over. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You get the arm get over. Your arm over. You slide past the uh, the rocks on either side. They're quite dry. You get a foothold on them. You leave yourself past Infinity. Infinity doesn't even realise that you're gone. She's too concentrated. No. You get to Tenebris. The arm goes over the top, and you roll over the top of her, diving over because she's tall enough for, to allow you to do that. Well, however tall that may be, and you land at the mouth of the cave in front of your party. You see in front of you a woman wearing. Uh, well, she's actually wearing black leather clothes, but you can see that her skin is uh, plated partially. She's bald, she's got these plates in her head, and then uh, uh, behind, so she's bald at the top of her head where the plate is, but then behind her drops down this sort of lush mane of black hair. She is the one with the chainsaw that you've heard, and she's holding something in her other hand, you can't quite see what it is. On your left, you see uh, uh, just a young boy. Just uh, You're looking so quickly that you can really sort of work out what kind of a threat he is, but you can see that is clearly not uh, in the same league as this woman. So that's your movement. Okay. Um, and that's probably eaten about 20 feet, I would have said. Oh, that little. Um, yeah. You got another five. Oh, I forgot I was a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I mean, is there any point in trying to, I'm presuming that the woman is further away than five feet. Um, she is not. No, because it's a very small cave, right? So she, oh, okay. as she's, as you've been doing this, she has been walking towards you. That's so. That's what um, Tenebris has been seeing. You've been hearing the sliding and the hissing of the metal plates, sort of scraping against each other. So she's been coming towards Tenebris, and as you've been moving through, she's gotten quite close. You've interposed yourself between the two. Okay, so I'll, I'll use the last bit of movement and go in and uh, strike her with um, unarmed strike. Right. So and. You we sure were... you want to do unarmed strike with the change that you've made? Oh, is that not what I want? Sorry, I thought you it was... You want to just hit her with your ah, yes, sorry, arm, and then your yes, bonus sorry, action can be your unarmed strike. Yes. So yes. basically... Um, no, sorry, Ali, you were going to explain it. Mm-mm. No, 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 you can explain it, um, and then we'll just go through yeah, it like But that. basically, we, we were talking about this before the session, and seeing how um, Uriel's arm is quite heavily augmented, augmented enough to be noticeable at first glance from somebody when we first landed, um, but it should probably count as being stronger than a normal person's arm. So we're going to treat it as a monk weapon because it's in line with the, the class. So, uh, oh, how much damage does that do? I don't actually think I have that written down. Uh, 1d6 plus, I think it's your... Oh, I think it's your dex as a monk, but let me check for you. 1d6 plus dex, Marshall. Yeah, that would make sense because I think that's you're right, working out... Let me just double check. Okay. I got. If you want to think about this canonically, guys, it's like I got an upgrade whilst I was on the way down on the lift. Presumably. Yeah. So you can right. use dexterity instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that means it's oh, okay. That's pretty good. If if I hit. Um, right. So, so yeah. Tell I'll me. And... Tell me, Uriel. Before you strike, how does your arm function as a weapon? Uh. So it's been. Um, 
basically trying to remove organic components. So the uh, bones have been strengthened oh. with, uh, you know, rods of metal, and then certain chunks of the, the skin on top have been removed to allow for uh, like an, an interface, uh, including sections of the hand. So you're basically swinging as a, a, a human fighter would, but sections of it are significantly tougher than, than bone and you can't feel pain through them. It's like being punched with a hammer. Yeah, exactly. I have knuckle yeah. dusters on permanently. Oh, you've built them into your skin. Right, okay. Metal. You rolling over to Nebris land. Uh, three point hero landing, I'm assuming. Yeah, super hero landing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a soft, as you hit the guano, splat, it splashes out of the way. You look up. This strange, unearthly figure is coming towards you. You listen, graceful, swinging this chainsaw uh, in front of her feet, just in front of her like that. Um, you stand up. She's close enough. You move your five feet forwards and you strike out. Roll to hit. Roll to hit. Oh, he drops the dice. Great start. Um, so that is A, and it's my dex. So your dex plus your pressure. Proficiency. proficiency, yeah. So that is a 22. That is gonna hit. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Ryan rolling really well yeah. today. So he's got that shirt on that he can undo the, the buttons shirt, on. <laughs> as, as I get worse, more unbuttons will be undone. Okay. Right, okay. 1d6 plus dex mod. So I roll a 5 and my dex mod is 3, so 8 points of damage. Alright, not too shabby at all. You strike out. Your arm, pissed and propelled, hits her. The solar plexus. You see the ripple push through her skin. The plate. And you feel that one of them bends underneath the force of your blow. She staggers backwards and looks down at the bending crack that you've just put in the plates that cover her body. She looks up at you. She smiles, but you can see gritted teeth. She holds the chainsaw and you see the green glow playing off the diamonds on the blade of the saw. But then I get to hit her again. <laughs> so that's your action. So for your bonus action, you hit her again, right? Yeah. So she looks down, looks up, and I just sock her in the face uh, with, the, with the other hand. I'm, swinging, right, I'm ambidextrous. Emphasis on the dex. Uh, right, okay. So uh, just going to roll to hit... <laughs> Nat 20! Oh, Let's Simon! go! What is happening? Up. Oh, what is happening? Rip headphone uses. Sorry. You see her, look down. Uh, you look up, and it's almost in slow motion. Tenebris, you're looking on thinking, oh my god, I never realized how dangerous this strange man is. He's a murderer. The left fist comes, uppercut, hits her in the chin for much damage. Now, because it's a crit, how does that change things? Because originally it's 1d4 plus 3. So it's 1d4, and then you multiply whatever number you got on the d4 by 2, and then you add 3. Right. Okay. So, what should we get a 1? Yeah. Come on, baby. No, it's a 3. Uh, no, no. Sorry. No, that is a 2. Big part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, 2 times 2, 4, four and then. So another plus 7 points of damage. Another 7 points of damage. Come on. Nice. That would have taken any of us out. That would have taken us out. Her head snaps back oh. as the knuckles of your fist connect with the underside of her jaw. She reels back again, takes a step back, centers herself, looks at you. Blood starts trickling oh. from her mouth where she's bitten her tongue. Oh. The smile 
is gone now, and now it's just a grimace of fury. Um, Help! <laughs> that's it. Never it. Now, <laughs> your left, Uriel. The young man looks almost uh, a little bit taken aback by the ferocity of what's just happened. He looks at the woman, looks down, looks at his iron claw, raises it up, and turns to look at the rest of the party, sees what looks like the most fragile looking person, and runs at you, Tenebris, with a <laughs> Brings down his fist. I feel like he's being coerced. I think we should be nice to him. Rolls a- Yell out, don't, as he does it. <laughs> rolls a 20 to hit, non-natural. Yeah, that, that, that hits. That hits, all right. Yeah, there we Mine's go. This memories. is it. No. <laughs> How many hit points do you have? He's only got a rock. I have six hit points. All right. You've got a rock. Oh. He's going to hit me with a rock. I don't want to hit with a rock. That is four plus one. She's alive. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I was so happy. Wait, how many uh, plus what? I just heard four plus. Four, four plus, plus one. one. So five points of damage. <gasps> that Doctor Strange gif where he's like, <laughs> one remaining. <laughs> so, and with that, brings it down on your head and your vision goes blurry to Nevis. You oh, collapse to the floor and you look up and you can hear the panting of this, this uh, young man. You can see that uh, the rock has now completely hit the floor. He's almost been pulled down by the weight of it. And he's looking at you. He's almost not comprehending what he's done to you. And you feel the trickle, the warm trickle of blood down your forehead. Which brings us to your turn. And what are you going to do? Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> As we are both, like, me and this guy are having a little moment on the floor. Was... <laughs> Like so, he's he's low, right? He's kind of he's been pulled down over, by the weight yeah. of his rock. So yes, he's and down I'm on one down. knee. Um, we're close, and I'm gonna say to him like, like relatively quietly, like almost like we're having this like, this this sudden like calm moment in the in the midst of everything. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, please don't make us have to hurt you. Are you, what are you trying to do? Um, just talk to him with her lovely <laughs> I, I think, I think I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to convince him. I think I'm trying like very desperately to avoid having to do anything else and I'm trying to like really get across the intensity of this moment just between the two of us um, okay alright um so roll a you could choose it's either persuasion or intimidation um yeah I know I don't I, don't, I mean it's the same for both but it sort of depends on how he takes it. I think I think I'm going to take it as persuasion. Um, All right. I don't think the situation is very intimidating. Um, that's that's a thirteen on persuasion. Down on the ground, you look at him. 
you reach out, you try and coax him, you modulate your voice, you try and make it just the two of you, bring him close, and you ask him to think of himself, to think of you as a human, but you can see that he's not thinking clearly. He's scared, absolutely, but is he scared of you? Or is he scared of her? He looks at you and shakes his head and grabs the rock, pulling it up as though he's going for another strike. So that's your action. You've still got movement, bonus action left. Um, I will... Um, I can't move away from him. Um, I will... I should have done this in the first place. Um, but I will, I will stand up, and I will face him, and I will bring my my hands uh, close close together, ready, um, and I will um, just twist them slightly, and in his head, I will say, "I'm sorry about this." And then I will hold it because I have I'm out of stuff. Okay. Um, that brings us to where as you do that, you reach out and you can see a moment of sheer confusion. He looks behind him, looks around him, looks back at you. He is befuddled by what's just happened. Now we come to the woman. She lifts herself up to her full height. You see Uriel in front of you. She starts to swing the sword. Balletic almost. She's, you know, um, in the Olympics when they do uh, the, the sort of interpretive dance stuff where they have the sort of pole with the, um, with the sort of ribbon on it? Yeah. She starts to move like that. It's as though the tip of the saw is moving around her, undulating in a sort of helical pattern. She starts to twist and swirl, and then she leaps forward at you and scythes you across the chest. She rolls. That's... That's an 18 to hit. Oh, I'm AC 16, so that does hit. Um... And, okay, yeah, but you're not in melee with the other guys, so that's all right. Um, Is it? Doesn't sound all right, Owen. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's, it's better for you, believe me. So, you feel <laughs> the tips of the diamonds cutting down into your uh, collarbone. <laughs> the blood spurts, and you receive... Seven points of damage, five plus two. Is it raining oh, in here, by the way? Oh, it's raining in where I am. Oh, I thought that was you playing your That was the sound effects. Yeah. No, it's but like... it's, uh, it, it's quite loud. Like, it's incredibly yeah, loud. Wow. Um, but yeah, um, that's actually the sound of your blood spattering against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the blood! Oh, so tough. I need that for now. It's actually. Yeah. So, can you hear me all right? Because it is very loud. It's super yeah, loud. Just about. Are you in like a tin can? So, uh, I am in a tin can, actually. Oh, I that makes sense. Ali's actually a borrower, in case anyone sun. didn't know. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, 
Okay. I I know Jesus, what I mean. This is so much Jesus blood. God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Moment she pause. This uh, woman with the black, clad uh, in black leather, with a tail of long black hair down her, swarming and swirling in front of you, Simon. I brought the chainsaw down. <laughs> so much so that it was raining blood in the cave, and you heard it against your earballs because that's how rain works. <laughs> and you had taken a horrific seven damage. Oh God! Correct. Yep, still alive, baby. I'm, I'm very so, badly injured. Positive thoughts, everyone. <laughs> and she looks at you. She slams the, chain, the, the chainsaw down in the rock. You hear, it buries itself in there. She grabs you by the shoulder. She pulls it forward and she licks the blood off your robes. And then she stares at you. Uh, Not cool. Infinity. You see in front of you, uh, Uriel dive past you, enter the cave, disappear from your view, and then the <laughs> mangled screams of what you know to be your friend. In front of you, you've seen Tenebris look to the right and then <laughs> be slammed down to the floor by someone wielding something you can't quite see. Um, can I use my movement to move out so I can see the side? Absolutely. So you can reach any part of this combat now. But if you just just know that the the young guy who you see as you go past, as soon as you try and go past him, you're within his range. Uh, okay. So I can't get to the woman without taking an attack of opportunity from the young guy. Uh. Well, no. No. Okay. The woman has a chainsaw, which seems way more dangerous. I'm gonna run past and try and run straight to the, uh, to the woman. Okie doke. So, you try and squeeze your way between uh, Tenebris and this young man. He looks up at you, reaches out with his other hand, and tries to hit you on your way past. Um, he rolls a natural two, plus three. So that's a five to hit. Doesn't. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hooray. Wild-eyed, still almost thinking as though he can hear something. He's looking around behind him, sees you squeeze past him, swings out, flails at you. It misses you entirely. You Sorry, excuse me. And I'll uh, <laughs> run straight up to the woman. Can, can you do the full-on Siri? I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. That's really good. Now, you, as you turn around, you see in front of you Uriel engaged with this flailing, dancing dervish. Tenebris on the floor, looking very badly injured, with uh, this young man picking up this rock as though he's going to go for her again. Um, can I flank the woman with Uriel? You absolutely get to the other yeah. side. I've got quite a lot of movement, so hopefully that's all right. Yes. And then, Long, leggy strides. You move up behind her. I am shocking everyone. Bonus action. Shillelagh. Hey! Take that off the bingo card. Wait, wait, so what happens? What happens? Uh, so when I cast Shillelagh, my my robot arm starts like it looks like it's sprouting um, 
like branches and things, but actually it's just sort of like transforming and becoming like this knobbly, gnarled club. And um, I will turn to her and say, hello, I'm Infinite Sky 6000 and I don't like you. And I want to whack around the back of the head. Excellent, that's exactly what I like to hear. So, that's roll that with advantage. Uh, non-natural 20. Excellent, that's definitely... Thank God it was advantage, because the first one was a 1. Okay, roll damage. Uh, 8 points of damage. What? 8? Eight. Eight. I get a d8 plus 4 if I'm Carl Shillelagh. 8 points of damage. You bring this gnarled root covered these... Uh, the cables that have stretched out and crawled across your arm to form this sort of almost bark-like surface around your fist. The arm is now gone just to be replaced with this sort of almost like a log, like a part of a tree stump that has become your arm with these roots, metallic roots crawling up it. You backhand down on the back of the head of this, uh, this uh, leather-clad woman. You knock her down. She hits the floor on her knees. Surprised taken aback and now for the first time as she looks over her shoulder at you you see a glint of tear in her eyes serial number 86919726 pmgb 1530ml not now <laughs> i wanted to know my name before i she dies jesus christ oh well that's happened that's dark that's, so that's, that's your happened. She looks uh, down at you with her glowing eyes, like, know my name, bitch. <laughs> Smashes her with a shillelagh arm. Is that bonus action to cast shillelagh and then action to yeah, use it? As yeah, a that's card? my whole turn. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, that's your movement, right? Okay, so back to the top of the order, Uriel. You have felt almost close to death as you've been sworn close to in half. It's gotten to your ribcage. Thankfully, some of the augmentations that you have cleverly put in place have blocked the blade from coming any closer from your uh, damaged position just flailing against the back of the cave pinioned by this blade you see the long slender figure of infinity crush down on the skull of the person who did this to you bringing her to the floor and now you have a chance to do something um I think, well, okay, right. So am I still in engagement range of Scary Woman? Yes, you are. So you and Infinity are sort of uh, on either side. Mm, feels bad. Letting Tenebris tank the young man. Um, right, now the order went me, then the young man? Yeah. It wasn't... It's, it's Tenebr- you, young man, tenebrous woman, yeah. me. Oh, God. Right, so my thinking is, if I disengage, she's going to get the attack of opportunity. But if I... I and well, no, if you disengage, might... she won't. Do I not? If you, well, if you use the disengage action, that's your action. But oh. can you use a bonus action if you don't make an attack? I don't think you can, can you? So you can't actually do any damage if you do that. I can't even, like, interpose between the guy and Tenebris. Oh, you could, yeah, you could get in the way, I guess. Because my thinking is, if I do, I'm just concerned that any attack is going to kill Tenebris now. Yeah. Like, you've got a low AC, you've got one hit point. We also have a potion. Okay, wait, can you use those in combat? 
an entire action, but you can, yeah. An action, you right, can so do. I couldn't run over and apply the potion. You to could, Tenebris. it would take you an action. Yeah. But not bonus, because the action would be disengaged. Oh, yes, you couldn't disengage and give someone a potion, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's an action, not a bonus. What are you going to do, Uriel? Oh, but I mean, but also, also, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Character wise, Uriel would definitely want to protect Infinity instead of yeah. protecting Tenebris. Yeah. So I feel like I've got to go for Uriel's mm. classic uh, yes, crotch I, punch. Yes, I would if I were you. Um, so from like staggered down, pinned down, I'm gonna, you know, push the chainsaw away. Sorry, chainsaw. That was a 40k slip, and um, then go in for the attack. Aim for the crotch area. Tried and true. All right. Roll to hit. On, this is where I've used up all of my hot dice rolls. <laughs> gonna, gonna fluff this. Uh, that's a 16. 16 hits. <laughs> yes. Um, and with my newfangled arm, that's 1d6 plus dex. So get ready for. Oh, bloody hell. Get ready for a whole load of damage. It's. Uh, seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. You drive the fist down into the small of her back, pinioning her against the floor. You hear, and she rolls to look up at you. She looks very bad, but there's strength left in her arms as she pushes herself up from the floor. I'm going to hit her again. <laughs> now, can oh I attempt oh to non-lethal her? You can. It's the same difficulty, right? It's just that I'm going to yes. take her down to... Right. So I'm gonna, I will attempt to non-lethal her. Because that worked so well for us last time. And um, remember, you're rolling with advantage. Because she's flanked with infinity. Ah, okay. Right, so the first one is... oh. Pretty sure that's it. Uh, that's a 22. Roll to see if you get a crit. Uh, yeah. No, 22 is the best I got. Um, and so hits. This is the unarmed one, so this is now 1d4 plus 3. God, I hate d4s. They're not really dice. Um, <laughs> that is a, uh, a 3 on the dice, so uh, 6 points of damage. She pushes herself up. You can see that she's bent to the side, crippled almost. She raises herself up to stand in front of you, swaying. She makes to lift the chainsaw, and you sucker punch her in the nose. And just like that, she falls like a leaf. Releases her left hand and the grey metal object falls to the floor. <laughs> A wave of sound <laughs> emanates from this object as it smacks into the rock beneath it. I need you all to make a constitution sound. Oh, I was not oh. expecting that! Oh! Cold Howard, you've done it again. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Constitution save, did you say? Yep. Oh, 14. 
16. 18. Come on, come on. Excellent. So, 14, was that infinity? <laughs> you are knocked backwards into the wall. Dust trickles down around your neck. You take two points of damage. Uriel, knocked back against the wall. You stagger, hold yourself, pushing against this wall of noise. You take one point of damage. Tenebris. Oh, god damn it. You got, you got the highest. Off your feet and slammed into the roof of the cave. You fall to the ground and you take one point of damage. No! Very sad. No, you got it. No, you're so proud. Very, very sad about that. Damn you, half damage. Um, yeah, Tenebris just slams. Um, she's already limp and unconscious by the time she hits the floor from from hit, hitting the ceiling, um, and she's just like smushed into the guanoe rock. <laughs> oh, smushed is never a word you want to hear in the context of biology. You've been smushed. Right, so, uh, oh, hang on a second, let me just... What did the guy get? What did, what did little um, lad get? How's he doing? The flesh has been yeah. torn from his skeleton. He also has been forced backwards, ten feet away from uh, Tenebris' prone body. So he catches himself against the wall, staggers backwards, holding this rock in one hand and the gravity of the situation suddenly dawns on him. He looks to the prone body of Tenebris. He looks over at you, Uriel, bloodstained, spattered in gore. And then to you, Infinity, the rage building inside you. He sees your features furrowed and drawn and your machine eyes trained on him. He runs. He is going to run, full movement, plus dash, down the corridor away from you. And in order to do that, he's going to have to pass you, Infinity. He's going to go through your fate. Is this the corridor that we came down, or, the, or a corridor on no, the other side? No, this is the one on the other side of yeah, the cave. Okay. I will be smacking him with my shillelagh, if that's okay. That is very much is okay. Roll hit. Oh, not good, but ten. With a ten, you bring your shillelagh down against the metal of his claw, and he is knocked off balance, but manages to right himself and continues to move, and he's running now. No, you need to come back here right now. Your words echo down the cap down the corridor of the cave. You come back now. The figure's running, moving fast. He's now maybe 45 feet at the end of his turn away from you all. And now we come to Nebris. To Nebris, make a death saving throw. Six. Ah! <laughs> worse. It's <Okay>. worse. <laughs> Alright, he's gone. She's out. It's all good. He lies there. Still. Infinity. Mm -hmm. Now, it's your turn. Actually, um, but before it is, I'll make a death saving throw for... Yeah, yeah. 
So the woman gets a 20 on her death save, so she's all right. If Simon did- Oh, non she a natural 20? Yes, oh, oh, no, sorry, ignore Simon that. did do non-lethal, so yeah, normally- yeah, yeah, So ignore she's that. not she's doing death saves, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have said you roll a natural 20 to see if she pops back up with one, because that's what would have happened. Yeah, that's what would have happened if it was- so. If it was on death saves, which we've decided we're not doing, so- You could have said, I mean, if you were being mean, but you're not, and I love you, Ali. Good, good decision. Well done. Um, I love it. Um, I'd have been mean, but still. I would have been. I would have been so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, knew you would have been. <laughs> Wait for this weekend. And um, <laughs> Infinity is going to look at Uriel and say, "You've got the potion." Yeah, I, I, I've got it. And she's going to peg after the guy. So um, <gasps> oh, I've got thirty-five oh. feet of movement. Thirty-five feet. So you're ten feet behind him. Yeah, but I've got a dash action if I want it. So do. can I get past him and just like stand in front of him in the corridor? If you were to stand right in front of him, then you wouldn't trigger an attack. You'd be moving. Yeah, I'd have to get right in front of him. Yeah, like stay within his melee range, but get in front. Yeah, of him because you're and, like, not you're not moving through it. You're just moving into it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you can it, do that. I will do that. Yeah. I can't do anything else, but I just want to get in the way. Okay. All right. So you do that. You push yourself. You. Uh, just running full pelt down uh, this darkened uh, cavern-like uh, corridor. You see him, you hear the sound of his footfall pad in front of you. You catch up to him, your long levers moving quickly, and you interpose yourself, hands almost touching the width of the corridor. You hurt my friend. Oh, God. His eyes are just swiveling wildly. He is not okay. Uriel? Uh, can I? I'm, yeah. Like, very badly hurt. Can like crawl over to Tenebris. So do I? Right. From a, a game perspective, is it better to try and stabilize her or use the potion? Potion. Absolutely. Potion. <laughs> well, well. So I would say, if you think we're going to be fighting again, then do the potion now when we're not in combat and it doesn't take a whole turn. If you think we can hang around for an hour and be absolutely fine then we don't need to use the potion and it, I will be able to use hip dice and have the effects of a short rest if you manage to stabilize me. If you manage to stabilize her. I feel like, considering that the characters are in this mine, we're surrounded by people, we'd probably anticipate that we couldn't stick around for an hour unmolested. That's that's fair. Also, so, if you try to stabilize me and fail, and that's your action, and I roll a nat one on my next death dead. save, then I'm dead. Yeah. So I'm gonna take out, crawl over, rummage around in my robes which apparently have pockets. It has pockets! It has pockets! Get the nanite. I somebody please do a fan art of that. <laughs> Infinity with his hands in his monk robes going, it has pockets! Infinity. Uriel. Uriel. Sorry, Uriel. Infinity Uriel. with her hands Infinity in your totally has pockets Uriel. just like built that, in. Cass, you drew pockets, right? There's that was pockets. a Freudian slip from within universe. Uriel wished to use Infinity. <laughs> oh, um, that's true. So I'm gonna fumble for the uh, the nanite potion and just be like, uh look down at the body and just like stab the nanite potion in somewhere it's remember this shit. is that works. Oh, it's no. like a little tiny sort of uh, handheld gun with the potion like a, a kind of test tube stuck in and then oh, the right. pointing out so. okay so i'm just gonna look down and be like um just sort of put the gun in somewhere hero's not particularly fast where <laughs> I mean, it's probably like if you're split, so you you went up, you hit the I'm ceiling, and then you clang down. down. So it's probably in your butt. butt. I'll be in honest. My butt. That's yeah. quite good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Up the butt. But it's not not up the butt. No. <laughs> that would be. No. Probably also. Well. No, I didn't mean it. Like
Oh this is the weirdest <laughs> enema in history. Potion <laughs> still works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. actually, that's Maybe. a good point. I will put it up the butt. <laughs> the nanites will go faster into the bloodstream. Chance of opportunity. Would it be quicker into the bloodstream if you injected a. Yeah, but surely uh, directly into, into the butt. Intramuscular is the into the blood is surely the fastest way yeah. to get it in the blood. I mean, I guess you want to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. To... Yeah, right. cool, great. Into the, into the bum. Nanites go into in. The bum. Help points come out. The plunger slams down. You see the um, sprinkling grey matter of the potion slowly be emptied into the bum of the Nedrex. And <laughs> now, uh, so let me just. I'll just double check that. So that's 2d4 plus 2. I did make a note. Uh, of this, two, oh, yeah. 2d4 plus 2 is what I had for. So that's what it's oh, yeah, 2d4 plus 2 is what you gave it to us as potion of minor healing. Who's going to roll it? Shall I roll it? It's your bum. It's my bum. <laughs> right. Oh, a three. Nice. It's going to be able to full at this ring. Four. Five, six. Really? Nice. Excellent. <gasps> Your breath comes back to you, Tenebris. And with that, uh, no, we're going to stay in. We're going to stay in uh, in initiative yeah. just for a little longer. Oh okay, so Tenebris, back to six hit points. Um, Infinity, it's now your turn again. Okay. Is it? Because Uriel went, and I had the man going after Uriel. Yeah, well, so... Uh, oh, the man next to Nebris, it's now your turn. Oh, yeah. It should be the man in my head. Thanking you. Thanking all of you. Apologies. Read that completely wrong. Because of the rain beating on my skull. Um, yes. The slender young man in front of you sees you blocking the path. Deep breathing. Please. Please, I... I'll tell you on the thing you want. And with that, we will drop out of an instant. He's stood in front of you. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I, I, please, please, it's not. This isn't, Tenebris. This isn't real. It's not me. Tenebris, are you alive? I'm, I'm gonna, like, hear that and just sort of very, like, slowly just sort of, like, pull my face out of the ground and just sort of be like, Yes. Okay. I Go put the stuff the in her bum. It's all good. That's what? Uriel, <laughs> well done. Wait. <laughs> Turn around. Go back into the room. You're going to have a chat with my friends. Yes, mum. And with that, I'm just gonna we'll take our break. Gently push him. <laughs> Ooh, we're going on a break. Gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> Emily, I'm glad I'm alive for his sake. Let alone that was mine. pretty dramatic from <laughs> all angles. Yeah. 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 You gotta say, the old Uriel crotch punch never fails. <laughs> <laughs> the surest way to a man's heart yeah, is through yeah. his crotch. <laughs> um, oh no. Right, Not up his butt, which is the best no. for a nanite potion. No. That's the worst way for all things. Sounds like a thing for a science. Uh, sorry, a, a um, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. The uh, D&D brief. D&D brief. 
Uh, my room has been warming very consistently by 0.1 of a degree per every 10 minutes. How many buttons do we get on right now? We're, we, we haven't needed to change any. The luck is good. We've had some good rolls. Yeah, We've rolled well. Nice. Yeah. Right, it so was, we will nice. take a quick break. We'll pop you guys on our BLB screen. We'll be back in five to 10 minutes just so we can collect our thoughts and uh, prepare for the post fight discussion. It's going to be like a Joe Rogan episode. Right, okay. We'll be back very shortly, everybody. See you soon. In a bit. So, where we left the party, Tenebris lying on the floor of the cave, suddenly reinvigorated, still trying to work out what's just happened. Infinity, standing like a sentinel, blocking the tunnel leading away from the cave. In front of you, drooped heads, slouched, the figure of one of your assailants from the fight you just squeaked through. Uriel, in incredible pain. Your body sheared from the collarbone to the ribcage. Knelt by Tenebris, having given your last healing potion to her. You see, coming round the corner, the figure of the man who just attacked Tenebris. gonna very painfully get to my feet and be like no stop right there you can't get to her again no no it's fine you're not going to hurt anyone now are you no ma'am no oh thank god the young man looks up at you sits down on the floor and cradles his head in his hand and you just hear a soft whimpering Tenebris is gonna stand up, wobbling slightly, look at him, and just be like, Why did you hit me? I... I had orders. But we are nice! Why hit? You... You don't cross Raunak. Oh. Is that Raunak? I point at the the woman. No. No, no. That's not Ronak. Oh, oh, talking of her, Uriel, I think we found another use for your belt. Um. Tie her up? I just look down at my belt and look at her and be like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I was getting too warm anyway. Keep your clothes on. It's just... It's just quite breezy when you don't have this on, but that's fine. We're in a cave. It's pretty cold in the cave. You can hear the rain from all the way down here. <laughs> this is really? insane that you can hear this on Ali's microphone still, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's an actual flood here, so we're getting that way. Yeah. Anyway, so you reach down, you truss up this woman like a chicken, the plates bending and creaking beneath the force of the ropes. She's tied up now, like. What's your name? Add to the, the young man. Ari. A Ari Cory Hurst. A Ari what, sorry? Cory Hurst. <laughs> and he's sobbing very gently now. Look, we're not going to hurt you as long as you I'm don't sorry. Just don't hurt my friends and I won't hurt you. I'm sorry. I, I won't. I won't. But please, don't, don't send me back. And you back where? 
can't, I can't face Ronak again. Not, not if I've given in to you. Wait, is Ronak here? Do you not? Is that not why you're here? We're here for fossils. We're archaeologists. We dig. <laughs> he looks at each one of you in turn. <laughs> Confusion fighting for fear in his features. You can see it play out in his mind if he's going to try and challenge that. And then he decides, absolutely not. Of course you are. I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize you. Harry, it's fine. We can just have a nice conversation now. Why don't we have nice conversation with no pain, a nice conversation with answers, but you will want to give us answers, so it will all be nice. And then you can run away uh, and be like, oh, I didn't tell them anything. I didn't say anything. I got them good and then run away. So then you don't have to be scared of that. He's going to know. Find out. Don't send me back. At this point, you hear a noise coming from the body of the woman. Um, it's a rustling, deep, dark. Ronak. This is Ronak. Gronk, if you have done your job, well done. Come back. And if you're dead, welcome to the thorns in my side. I'll be waiting for you. Ari, do you have a way of communicating with Raunak? No. No, that's not me. That, that's not me. That's her. That's, her. that's, that's okay. the communicator but, they've got. But he would know that you were with her, yes? I. How does it work? Can, can I show you? Not yet. What was the thing that she was holding? Not the chainsaw, I know what that is, but what's the other thing? He looks over on the ground towards this strange metallic shape. It's grey, but there seems to be something more about it. You can't quite tell just from a cursory look. He looks at it and you can see when he does, there is a fear to it. It's like as though he was stood next to a caged animal. He looks oh, at it. Metal object, and, you say? Yes. Metallic looking. Can I uh, do an intelligence check, like a history check on it? Because we reappropriated my stone cunning to metallic object. Well, we reappropriated it to metal work and sort of steel work. You can have a look at it, right? And we'll see if you get to use that ability on it. Okay. If you want. Um, so that I just get that that ability is plus five to history. Okay. So roll your. So you you, you don't just sort of go up something and be like, hey, I'm going to roll a history check on this. Um, 
you either going to try and work out where you've seen something before, or maybe you're just going to try and have a close look at something to try and work out more about it. You know, which uh, is I want to see if I can tell how it works from looking at it. Right. So that's an investigation check. Okay. Uh, right, that's definitely a lesser modifier. That's fine. Oh, sorry, that's cocked. Uh, 17. 17. You get up close to it. You walk up to it. As you approach it, Infinity, you see that Ari shrinks slightly away from it. Ari, it's okay. Uriel, you kneel down before and look at it. You get your eyes up close to it. The surface is grey, metallic. But as you look closer, you see under the surface almost dusky kind of colours flickering. It's like fractals beneath it. They're sucking your eyes in. There's these colours almost dancing beneath it. But as soon as you look away and then look back, it's a sort of grey slab again. You had to concentrate and watch it to see things. Looking closer with that roll, you can see that it's not just a sort of block. What it looks like is it's almost crystalline, as though something has had crystals growing out of it, and they've grown for a, a long enough time to form a sort of a kind of random looking rock but they've grown on top of something cool um. why are you afraid of this thing <laughs> you, you never you never really know what they're gonna do With this? Well, what, it, what does it do? Well, you saw, didn't you? You saw, and, and that, that's not even how you how you use it, you know. It, that just fell from her hand. If if you use it properly, and you hit the ground with that, uh, it's so much more powerful. Uh, but we don't, we don't know. I, I, I've never, I never, I'm not even allowed to touch them. What do you call them? Rona calls them artifacts. Are there many more of them? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I... You know, that's that's what we do. That's why we're here. We're finding them. How many artifacts have you uh, found, do you think? Are you talking one, two, hundred? Uh, I, I, I couldn't say it. I've, I've, I've only been here maybe a, a week. You know, I've only seen that. I've only been to the site just the one time, and then I was put here, and uh, you know, to guard. I'm not. I'm not part of the inner circle. You know, I think our archaeology and paleontology cover story was not as innocent as we had maybe thought. Hmm. Maybe. Can I, Uriel? Do you mind if I take a look at it? Yeah, sure. Um. I don't want to touch it. I'm just going to move out of the way. I'm gonna go over and does it look at all like any of the like filings and things that I saw 
in. No, not the filings, Jesus. That you saw in the Muscle. flesh. Oh. Yeah, can I? Oh, yeah, I mean that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. But just what can I discern from it? So you're looking specifically to see if you can see a similarity between the two. Yeah, yeah. roll an investigation check. Nine. You look closer and you see the same things as Uriel. The grey metallic surface and underneath it these shifting dusky colours. You know, it, it's grey metal. A lot like the stuff that you saw peppering the body of Darax. But you couldn't couldn't say more really. Okay. Harry, is this safe to carry? Why? Oh, you if you Sorry. <laughs> Unintentional rhyme. That made me laugh a lot. I was <laughs> fun. As long as you don't drop it, you can pick it up. Okay. If you have the balls. Ari, you want to run away. How will you get away? Where they won't find you. We want you to be safe. Do we? I I, I, want, I, want I want you to be, to be safe. safe as well. I want to be safe as well. Yes. If Snebris wants just... you to be safe, then I want you to be safe too. And if Infinity wants you to be safe, I want you to be safe. <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better. Oh, thank you. Uh, you could just let me go. I could leave. But I know I could leave. But I also want my friends to be safe, and I'm worried you're going to go tell somebody. The, the only person I could tell is down there. And he points down the tunnel that he was running originally. Is that Brownak? I... Before you go, um, please can you give us all of the details and information? You know, like when you have prisoner and you say you have to tell everything. Yes, you have to tell everything now, but we will not hurt you. Please. I... We are nice, we do not hurt, but you do have to tell anyway. Uh, of course. So... Also, we could hurt you quite a lot if we wanted to. <laughs> Which we don't. No, because Tenebris wants you to be safe, so we shan't. Yes. We are I, nice. I, and you promised to let me go afterwards. Tenebris? We don't, we don't need you to... Uh, I, I will promise for myself. I am not... As long as you promise never to hurt either of my friends ever again. I promise, I promise, 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 yes, done, yes, done, deal. Yes, that's fine. You're gonna leave this this cave alive, it's fine. Okay. So... There's... There's a wall. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. But... There's some sort of power. I, it's... When I when I went and stood before it, I couldn't I couldn't focus. I could barely think. But they can. They're alright. But it's huge. It's so big I've never seen anything like it. A deep, deep under the earth. If you follow those tunnels, you go down you go through the, the sunken river and then past the holes. You'll find it. It's alongside the ravine. I, I never know how deep it is. You have to walk for a day, maybe more. When I saw it, 
it made me feel like I was looking at something bigger than my mind could even comprehend. But I, I only saw it for a second. And I was taken away. I was sent up here to, to guard the entrance. When you said they were alright, who do you mean? Brownak. Brownak and the people he works with, you know? The, the gang. How many? We will need troop numbers and location and uh, defensive positions. And serial numbers. Yes. Oh, if you had their serial numbers, that would be very useful. Well, I, I, I don't know all of that. I can't, I can't vouch for that, but... I can tell you, there's Raunak, he's the worst, you must fear him, and he's the only one who really, he's the leader, he's the only one who everyone listens to. Then, there's a woman, I don't know where she's from, but she's, she's no one of the, she's not like us, you know, she's a stranger, I've never talked to her. Everyone keeps away from her, except for Onak. They talk. Then, of course, you got Spoy. And I think maybe she came past here before you You saw her. Oh, the little one? Old I, woman? Aye, 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 she's small, she's a bit older, yeah. Big eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, really bushy ones. Mm. Are you saying that she's a really dangerous criminal? Because she looked like an old woman, I'm not going to lie to you. Uriel, that's very ageist. Just a little bit. She looked very frail and squishy and, and organic. And... I think all organic people look squishy, but I still think they're dangerous. I like her. She's she's always been nice to me. I, I, do, I don't think she's the same type as Brunak, but she's certainly important. And then, of course, there's Darax. You met him, didn't you? Yes, we're not too worried about Darren. No. Um, we, we saw him come through. When? Just before you. Like, some hours. That's how we knew to be ready. That's 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 why we're standing here, ready to, to take, take you on. Things make more sense now. Carry on. That, that's it. That's that's all I know. I've never seen anyone else. And you said it takes a day underground to get to this deposit of, of artifacts. I, I, if you've a boat, without a boat, I, I don't know. Maybe longer. I have some questions. Could we get a boat? Is there somewhere we could go to sleep? And should we kill her? He looks over towards the prone body of, of the woman. Uh, you see him shiver a little bit. Um, but his face hardens. He chews his finger and then looks up at you and says, almost in a whisper, Yes. Yes, you should. Who, uh, is she in the gang? Aye. Aye, that's Gronk. Right. And super dangerous. We shouldn't even talk to her. Just you're saying, take her out now. I you, you do as you please, but 
Please, God, I beg you, let me go before you wake her up. Yes, that's fine. Um, Uriel, she attacked you with a chainsaw, so what do you think we should do to her? Oh, she might have some information that we need. We do need to find a boat, for example. Don't know if she'd actually tell us it, but at the same time, nothing ventured, nothing gained. This seems like more than a smuggling operation now, doesn't it? Well, we originally came here because there was shipments of, was it magnetite or something that was going missing? But the, the wall of power that Ari just spoke about. Yeah. We have to find out what is going on and stop it. Then we get paid for a job. Yes. Good, honest work. No one get hurt. Oh, you say that. Looking over at like, the woman on the been floor. Hurt. Oh yes. Look, I don't care about the job. I just want to make sure you two are with me. We're fine. We will be fine after rest, and we don't need to hurt anyone. Ari, is there anyone else like around here? Then you said the only person you could warn was down that tunnel. Is there anybody else here in the mine? And who is that shuffling around? In your background, Ali. The ghost of Christmas past. What is happening? There is some shuffling going on. Um, some some old guy with a beard. He's bringing two of every animal into Ali's office. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes how it feels. Uh, so. Ari looks at you and then says, that's a mine, you know, I, I don't know what time it is now, but I venture that in a few hours, people are going to start arriving for the morning shift, eh? But no one comes down here. They know, everyone knows, you, you don't, you don't come down here. Right. So we could sleep, for example, for say eight hours. <laughs> I say sleep, I obviously don't sleep, I'm a robot, but I could reboot for eight hours. Or actually, but you, you two. Uriel needs to sleep for eight hours. Fine. So, um, <laughs> he slows us down. <laughs> One day, you will see. One day. I, uh, we've, I've guarded this, I've guarded this entrance for hours and hours on end. I've been down here 16 hours, 20 hours at a time. I've never seen a soul apart, apart from our, our people. Ari, where right. are you from? I, I was, uh, I was born not too far from here, uh, in a, a town uh, on the borders, uh, very close, uh, on the borders of the creature. And, Maybe you should go home. I, uh, I think I should. I think I should. May, may I? Ari, it has been pleasure interrogating you today. I am very glad that you are alive and uninjured. Thank you for your time and information. Please leave your feedback in the box as you leave. <laughs> Ari scrambles to his feet. He looks almost. He can't believe his luck. You're really letting me go. 
you weren't lame. And he sort of backs away and, and puts his hands together in a sort of prayer and looks, looks, starts nodding. Thank you. Harry, Thank Harry, you, you must so be Thank nice so to people. You have to be nice to uh, people from now on. So nice, so nice. You've shown me the arrow for ways. Thank you so much. Good, goodbye, goodbye. And he legs it off uh, through the tight tunnel and he's gone. You just hear his footsteps in the distance. And then just, just in the distance. Now that he's left the room, <laughs> now that he's left the room, do you want me to go and kill him? No, Tenebra says we shouldn't. Oh, I said he'd leave the room alive, but I could go kill him now if you want. Oh, that was very sneaky. Why would you want that? Well, do you really think he's not going to tell anyone? They are all down there. Yes, I didn't check whether I believed him, you know, at the time. I didn't sort of run oh, yeah. any scans or, you know, some might say roll the <laughs> dice. But I, I, I tended to believe him. He is gone now. All right, fine. Right, now we just got to decide what to do with this one. Well, Ari said we Literally. should her, and she did attack you with a chainsaw, so... We do need to work out how these artefacts work. Maybe we could use her as a test subject. That sounds... like something I guess we could do. Um, well, we've got to determine the efficiency... Chainsaw away. <laughs> well, we've got to determine the efficiency of this machine. Okay. Yes, ability, you reach out. You reach infinity, you reach out and just slowly take the chainsaw out of her hand. Just in case she wakes up, you know? Yuriel, do you really need your belt back? If we were to, at some point, leave her here, the belt... I would quite like them? to have the belt back, I will not lie. It's it's quite breezy. It's Maybe I can look... a belt, it's a very long belt. I'm, I'm very impressed every time. Oh, I'm pretty sure it counts as one item. Um... Maybe I will go have a little look around, and before we wake her up, we'll find... Uh, mining equipment for tying. They have that, right, in mine? Yeah. <laughs> We're We've been talking it. to our masks this whole time. Interesting you bring that up. Here, in this part of the cave, the dust actually hasn't gathered in the same way. So, obviously, you have been talking through your this entire time, but if you wanted to take them off, you would probably be all right. Infinity oh, threats would sound so sounded so much better in the Bane voice. <laughs> I will. This. We can take off these repeaters. I am going to go. <laughs> I am going to go and look for um, rope. You can ask uh, lady questions without hurting, and that's. Good. All right. If you want to go and look for something, that's fine. I'll. Ask us some questions. Maybe, maybe Tenebris has... Well, Tenebris, have you seemed good with people? I can't think in my head. Uh, I'd say she's on a scale of minus five to plus five. Probably about... No, three, no. About a three better than me. Emily knows. I'm trying to think if Infinity Which... has talked to people successfully at all. In the bar... We've we used a bit to, Yeah, we, we've definitely... Yeah. yeah. Um, Tenebris, you're sort of, you know living and you know how to do these things better than better than i could maybe you should you should talk to her oh all, all right i can do that i will ask nicely questions and i will not hurt her i will only ask nicely questions so we're not hurting her i will not hurt her. i'm gonna pick up she the attacked um... uriel with a chainsaw and i didn't i didn't like it but the job that is not the job my job is digging not hurting i was very clear at start i said with all due respect, 
I don't care about the job. I just don't want either of you two to die. I feel like I'm here to protect you, and I will kill her if she tries to hurt you. I'm going to pick up the artifact and like, take it take it away from her and hold it in my hand. You die. Maybe before... Instant death. It's warm to the touch, but nothing else happened. Maybe before all of this, we find somewhere permanent to stay, because this route is only route to super secret artifact place where super bad guys come in and out. Well, Ari said no one came by this way. Except for our lot. The miners do not come here. Ranak's gang come through here. Where's the mine? If this isn't the mine, the no, big tunnels. Other, other tunnels. There are yeah. big tunnels, and you have to mine in big tunnel and right. out there. Yes. Oh, the hologram, I remember. Yeah. Yes, but in big mine, even though there might be jobs and might be working, maybe we can find somewhere that is not used so much, that is looking very dusty, and people do not frequently visit. Yes. The other thing is, Raunak clearly sent a message to this lady, and she did not reply. I'm going to look for the communication device. He did preface it. Well, one of the part of the message said, if you're dead, then something about fawns in his side, I can't remember. He was aware of the possibility that she might be dead. Yes, but it would be better for us, surely, if he thought she was fine. Tenebris, you, uh, without any bother, really, you flip over the body of, of this woman, and you see attached to her waistband at the same slate that you saw on Darax's phone. Hello? I do not know how these things work. No, they just appeared when with the last one. Very strange. I'm gonna put it in my jacket pocket. Alright. Um, let us scout other other places to spend night while we have time now before morning shift but if she wakes up while we're asleep then that's definitely bad news no we we, we scout we find place well, we ask her questions also, also she, she cannot move yes well also i can sleep for four hours and then tenebris can sleep for four hours or vice versa while you you know sleep we can watch her hours but we need someone first, first thing first. We need somewhere safe to be, somewhere safe to ask and to watch and everything. And I do not think here is it. Okay. All right, then let's scout out somewhere to stay and then we'll come back and um, we'll have a chat with her. Okay, so which of you is leaving? So as I understand it, are you all going and you're just going to leave her there while you scout out? Some of you are staying to keep watch on her. Who is who is going out to do the scouting? I'll stay here I'll and scout. keep an eye. And I'll let go. And I'll, I'll scout in a different direction. And then um, Infinity and I can take two different ways. And we're basically looking for, um, you know, either a mine shaft that is clearly no longer being actively mined or a supply closet type room that... Because you said there's dust everywhere. So hopefully we can tell. Yeah. We do like paths are. You exit the cave, you go out, and actually the first cave that you came into, the one which was just down a slight slope, where the hologram actually was, there's lots of recesses and places in this cave. In fact, there's a little 
uh, alcoves moving off and even some of the beginnings of small tunnels and you know bits of uh, slabs of rock jutting out that provide even darker shadows beneath them in fact, many places just outside where you are where you could probably be confident that you wouldn't be seen unless someone was specifically trying to find you and even then Tenebris is gonna just sort of stroke the rough stone affectionately this is much better rock Yes, you feel the smoothness under your skin, familiar. Okay, we're gonna we'll we'll head back and Yuriel, um, can you? Uh, we have found place. Can you carry carry this lady, please? Yeah, I can carry it. And what? So the idea is just so that I'm clear, we're gonna do four hours sleeping shifts. I sleep through, and you guys are gonna do a shift of watch whilst the person is next to us. And it was was it Gronk or Gronk? Gronk. G-R-O-N-K. Like the droid. Okay. I Maybe we should talk to her before sleep. Well, it, on the off chance that um, she does wake up and assaults us terribly, uh, it might be a good idea to be rested before that happens. Yes, but she will also be rested. She'll also be tied up, though. I feel okay. like it's worth the risk. Okay, okay, we sleep first. You drag her unceremoniously behind you, Uriel, like a sort of big sack of potatoes, yeah. uh, just around the corner and into the deep, dark recesses of this old cave, um, this sort of slightly larger cave that you had originally come through. You all push yourselves into the nooks and crannies. It is not comfortable. You know, it's hard. It's still a little damp. But, and, and the air, the dust here is thicker as well. Not so thick that you would have to put the rebreathers on, but. <laughs> what was that? Thick enough, to be, <laughs> thick enough to be uncomfortable. Uh... You huddle in the space, the three of you close together, okay. and uh, next to um, the prone, tied up body of this woman. And at this point, who's taking the first watch? I think I probably should. Tenebris, you should go to sleep. Uh, Tenebris and Uriel, you both lie down, resting as you as you can against as much as you can against this horrifically uncomfortable slabs of stone. But the exhaustion, the sheer, uh, the, the hugeness of what's just happened to you—you just managed to escape with your lives suddenly drops on you like a lead weight it pulls you down into uh, the depths of sleep dreamless blackness even with oh, you uriel the friendly <laughs> of the machine is uh, blanketed uh, infinity you watch you wait while you start Yes. No, I just while yeah. they sleep, I think she just sort of looks from Uriel to Tenebris and sees like the blood and the injuries, and she like looks at this woman, and she just hears Tenebris sort of saying like, you know, we're not gonna kill her, we're not gonna hurt her, but like so she doesn't do anything, but she just sort of sits there and her screens all start turning into these like rolling clouds, and like crackles of thunder in them and she just sort of sits there and just keeps looking around while they sleep 
I cannot wait to not do this. Do what? Sleep. Go to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> the hours pass. Infinity. You start to hear the noise of machines turning back on. <laughs> Voices distant. The mind is starting to wake up. But no one comes down this pathway. You complete your four hours without anything happening. Nebris. Talk to Nebris. Sorry. Excuse me. Hello. Sorry. Hello, it's, it's Infinite Sky. Um, I, I was just wondering if we could switch now, because my power's getting low. You will rest. Yes. I will look. Do you? Celebris, you sit cross-legged. I imagine you sitting cross-legged, yeah. but <laughs> straight cross-legged is tight. <laughs> Calm at last, feeling the bruises on your body, but knowing that your strength is back. You hear kind the of, sounds. Sorry. Kind of realize that I still have like blood trickling down and like fat guano all down my. Oh, I forgot about the shit. <laughs> and like, I'm sitting there, like, looking really calm and upright, and then, like, <clears throat> just start, like... You hear the sound of voices, more and more voices, shouted, jovial, playful, in the distance. The of huge machinery being turned on, and the heat slowly begins to rise the mining day gets underway. Infinity in your shutdown. The light, the green light comes back. Sun through something, the trickle of water. And then you all wake. And with it, you look deep inside yourselves and realize that the experiences of the last <laughs> couple of days have allowed you to level up. We're not going to be level one forever. Oh my goodness. Giggles oh, oh level two, monk. Uh, <laughs> oh. I know about this bad boy. Guess who's going to be a slug all day, every day? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, on on that, Ali, just as a little infinity thing, in my head, when she was levelling up, that was like almost an upgrade being downloaded. Mm, hey, whether that's right yeah. or not, would you say mm. she was able to maybe tap into a satellite of some form? In a mine? I'm sorry. In the depths of Moria, <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, let me just get a track on that satellite. She was... Okay, I'm trying not to give away... She downloaded it earlier, well, and no, it's so... now... She's been in the scrapyard and stuff for a while, so maybe she's sort of something has finally got enough power to reboot. In so actually, it so yeah, because you are deep in the depths of the mine, there isn't really a way. You're tr you're trying to you know make some sort of contact with the satellites that you know are there, but what it more it, it more feels like the defragmenting that you've been doing, right? You've been sifting through these splinters of data that are still within you and just trying to piece something together. 
and this is the point where after that sleep or that shutdown that reboot you realize you come out with something new something working like a, a set of programs which will run for the first time since you woke up in that skip oh that's good anyway so right we'll call it there for the day um, unless you guys want to roll, should we roll? Let's roll hit. Let's roll hit dice right oh, now. Let's roll. Let's. let's do. Let's do hit points. Oh. God. Uh, so it's one d eight, I believe. For monk. Uh, for Sounds right, but I get key at this level. Yeah, you do. I can unlock so many things. Do you know how key works? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to. I shan't. I'm gonna. Oh, I get to. I get to. Can I say what my circle's gonna be? I mean, is, is, it, is, is it, it a big mystery? Is Anyone in chat? I'll give you I'll give you ten seconds, chat, to work out what you think it'll be. I'm gonna do my hip dice. Is there a slug circle? There's a there's one that I basically the only reason I came up with this character is because I wanted to play this. Circle. Damn it, my my subclass doesn't become interesting until level three. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Um, do you even choose a subclass uh, at this level, Simon? I don't think I thought you was well, in the one that I have in mind. Sorry. Yeah. Like, but you don't way... actually choose it yet, right? No, no, no. But um, I have an idea for how I Manage want to play Manage HP. It. How do uh, I? Oh, that's so... why. Sorry. Oh. I don't okay. want fixed HP. I want manual HP. Sorry, I'm using D and D Beyond probably for the first time. Simon, are you looking pretty like you're like? I'm just trying to work uh... out. I'm just trying to work out. Um, I've got a D6 to roll for my level up hit points, mm. and I'm just like, I hope, I hope I get a good number. So, Bates, are you rolling? Or I'm so are you confused. Doing yeah, I am, but I'm it's rolling. being weird, and I don't know how risking to roll. I've been, oh, yeah, I'm rolling. Well. I'm rolling. What's Three. your constitution Three. modifier? Two. So I've got an you are right. You're, you're quite tough. Manage HP. Here we go. Oh wait, hang on. Hit. Hit this is one D8 per month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hit points at higher levels. One d eight plus. Sorry, one d eight or your con, but plus your con. Yeah. Yeah. So just roll one d eight plus your con modifier. And then you add that to. To whatever you have. Already have. Yeah. Ooh! I rolled an eight, motherfuckers. Guess who's the tank now, bitch? Feel invincible. Okay, I. Slug tank. I've got an extra seven points. So Smash I. Smash that in. I am on uh, 18 hit points now. That's not right. It's not changing. Oh, I'm not good at D&D Beyond. Um, Yay! Tech issues. <laughs> right, well, but perhaps before we get bogged down to the money issue. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so um, let's just, just before, we, before you do that, let's just see how many has everybody got? How many does everybody get? I rolled an eight, so in, I believe I should now have 20 hit points. Nice. But I'm just trying to make D&D Beyond tell me that. I am on 13 hit points. 18 mm -hmm. hit points. That's pretty good, guys. Yeah. I'll make sure I... We're slightly less squishy. Slightly less squishy. I'm going to be less squishy. Okay, brilliant. Um, so we should talk about what we're going to talk about next week, which is the D&D brief. So for those of you who are perhaps new here, perhaps you've joined us from TikTok, um, because we are down with the kids. Um, <laughs> we uh, do alternating weeks where we do the D&D adventure, and then we talk about the sites that we've run into. Um, does anybody have anything they'd like to bring up for next week's discussion? 
Oh, um, uh, the 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 object that did its boof thing. Yeah, absolutely. The Django but, Fett sonic charge. But that seems like I wrote that plot. earlier on in the episode, and now I feel like it's a big yeah, plot thing, and I think uh, maybe we shouldn't. What's so, one of those things called when it's the thing in the plot? MacGuffin. 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 Okay, it's clearly a MacGuffin. We shouldn't try and invent what it does because we'll be wrong. Oh, butt injections. No, we don't need to do butt injections. <laughs> <laughs> what medicine is most effectively administered via the butt? Um, I mean, rehydration, according to Andy. I'm really intrigued by Tenebris, but I still feel like we haven't quite got enough. I, when once it. once we've got it in game, as in once we've got it in story, as in once yeah. the characters know then we can talk about it. Otherwise, I can't talk about it without spoiling the game. Something that happened this episode that I didn't clock at the time. Hmm. How did the communication device contact Gronk when we're under however many meters of solid rock? Like a walkie-talkie? Would that do it? Well, yeah, but it's radio communication. Radio waves. Or is it? Not, not be. Maybe we is should... there a way to communicate? What way can you communicate through, through solid rock. objects? Yeah, let's mm. do that. That's, cool. That's interesting. Yeah, is right. there a way of doing that? Make a note of that. So, communication through solid rock. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we need. That's a good one. And then one other one. What else Quick happened chat. this episode? This is your moment. Have we talked about Shillelagh in a D and D brief yet? I don't. No, think I don't think we have. Is there enough to say she hits people with? It? I hit people with a stick, which is my arm. I hit. Where does the stick come from? I mean. But I mean. The thing yeah. is, you're about you look, look. At some point, you're going to get a very big D and D brief on Transformers from yeah. uh, from Tennessee, and I think Shillelagh will just be a very similar to that. And I think it's could we not do something about um, whether you could actually have a sort of cyborg arm, which really did some serious damage? Cass has a suggestion. Like, does that exist? The, psych uh, the psychology of interrogating people who are terrified. That's interesting. Christ, yes. How do you and know if you're really going to get real answers? I like that. The psychology of interrogation. Yeah, yeah, I also think I have a. I think I'm one of the people. So can I bagsy that? That sure. is dark. Yeah. Mm. Um, My leftover dark. one from last time um, was about uh, the effects of the cold. Because in D and D, oh, yeah. get I think like mm. exhaustion, or in this case, like lost HP. Like, what are the That's cumulative effects of 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 like? Cold damage, essentially. Let's is do it, that because that is it. Me. I, yeah, can't I think remember. it's me and you, Sean. Yeah. If it's me, I'd rather do the the cold one because it's a bit more bio angled than the comms. Yeah. yeah. Is it me? I, I can't yeah, remember. I think it's me and you, Sean. I think it's me and you. Oh, what's happening? Yeah, I know that was me. Ignore it. Did you go <laughs> on to chat for the first time ever? Alan? I that what happened? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. There's so much information on the screen. Ali's in Twitch chat, everyone say hi. Um, yeah, if it's me and you, Sharmini, if you want to do the cold, yeah. oh, I would no. lean more towards the psychology one just because that's a bit more my area than yep. the radio waves. So if that's all right. We yeah, can, we can leave that. that for a future week because I'm sure yeah, it'll come up. Another one. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the... point, we have to work out how to use the communicators. So. Andy wants to know about uh, like leveling up and D&D stuff, so maybe that's something for for outside well, we, of the... We outside said we of the... have a little chat after this. Yeah, maybe that's something after yeah, we so wrap so up. We can do a little D&D chat after this. And yeah. well, shall we Sounds wrap great. up 
the yeah. show for people who are listening on podcast and watching on YouTube. I'm gonna I've also had another idea. Podcast, so uh, yeah, let's let's do a little about about leveling up though experience. Just yeah. the neuroscience of experience. Like, what even is that? Ooh. Like, is it different from learning? Is it like, can you like you know the ten thousand hours thing? Like, how Ooh. what does that do to your brain? Which I know some you know, cool about stuff. the ten thousand hours thing, and there's a lot of pseudoscience around it. So I could do quite a good mm. pseudoscience. Neuro You're going to be telling me that productivity gurus on YouTube are chatting shit. <laughs> I think that's. Let's I'm logging that. off. Let's do I am logging up. off. I'll do yeah. level up. Level up. Level up. Okay. Level up. Level up. Right. Well, Sharmini, Mum, do you want to do bringing us back to the show and wrapping everything up? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. We have survived another episode of Dungeons and Dragons Science. Just. Yeah. Yeah. This was the one. Oh my gosh. Scared. And finally. had too much time to think about it. Yeah. I was pretty scared too. And we finally leveled up. So um, we do live stream on Twitch uh, every week. Um, we have recently switched to live streaming on a Wednesday evening. Um, that's seven o'clock in the evening UK time. So you can catch us live or of course, as usual uh, on our YouTube channel, on all of the podcast places where we are. Almost all of the podcasts. <laughs> all of the ones that we found. Um, uh, our, we have a very shiny website, which basically collates all of the different places you can find us. It's rpgeeks.co.uk, um, and it's also got links to all our social media channels, where we're at rpgeeksdnd, which you should definitely follow. And if um, you want to learn more about uh, the players, we also have character sheets for, not the on characters, the website, yes. but on the bios website. of the players. So They're if you want to check that cute. out, uh, you can find out more about these mysterious they voices. Super character sheets. It's great. Um, and hey, why not join the Discord? On Simon's yeah. Discord, we have a little RP Geeks chat and we chat about how much Ali's going to kill us. And Ali should... very rarely reads it, so we talk a lot. <laughs> There's we been should... some fantastic memes during this it's episode. There's also some good memes. Love it. Absolutely oh, love it. Can I access this? No, not anymore. <laughs> You're not allowed anymore. Someone block Ali from it. <laughs> So anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Roll high.